Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. We're here again today with Ron Kangas. Ron, welcome back to Life Study. It's nice to have you with us again. Ron, we're going to go on today in Genesis chapter 3. And we've seen in our last couple of programs that God himself proclaimed a gospel message to Adam and Eve. Maybe you could give us a short review showing how the components of our gospel were all there in shadow in Genesis. In Genesis 3, God preached the gospel both by what he said and by what he did. First, consider what God said in verse 15. He prophesied that the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent and that the serpent would in turn bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. This actually was a prophecy concerning Christ born of woman, according to Galatians 4, born of a virgin, who, in his redeeming death on the cross, would destroy Satan, the devil. So this is really good news, that the serpent would be destroyed by the seed of the woman. Then we are told what God did. In particular, God clothed the man and the woman with skins, of some kind of proper animal. This implies a number of things. First, it presupposes the killing of these animals, which killing may have taken place right before Adam and Eve, who realized that sacrifice was slain in their place. Then the Lord God took the skins of the animals and covered the man and the woman. This is a picture of Christ as our righteousness, covering us so that we might be justified by God, that is, approved by God according to the standard of his righteousness. So here we see the gospel in miniature. Christ is the seed of the woman who destroyed the devil, the serpent, and Christ is suggested by the skins of the animal, probably a lamb, alluding to Christ as our Redeemer, the Lamb of God. And Adam and Eve, being clothed with the skins of the animal, typify the prodigal son, which is all of us, being covered with the best robe, Christ as our righteousness. This surely is the good news in symbolic form. Thank you, Ron. I'm anxious to get to today's life study because we're going to see how Adam and Eve responded to this gospel. Let's join Witness Lee. In chapter 3... We have seen the fall of man and the glad tidings proclaimed to man by God. We heard the promise in verse 15. The seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. After listening to that, Adam believed. And Adam called his wife living. While he and his wife were waiting for death, he heard the glad tidings 
and he believed in that. So he called his wife not dying, but living. Man is dying, but after listening to the gospel of God, man is living. We are not dying, are we? Hallelujah! We are living! But how about if Adam believed in chapter 3? Did Eve believe also? Well, praise the Lord. In chapter 4, the first verse tells us the believing of Eve. Eve brought forth a child. Listen to the name. Cain. Cain, the person, was really poor. And I would say evil. But the name is rather wonderful. Cain means acquired. Eve declared, I have acquired something. Not acquired a house. Not acquired a lot of land. But she had acquired a man. Who was that man? To Eve's concept, that man was the seed of the woman. She thought the boy she got was the seed of the woman who was the Lord. Of course, she declared to her. <laughs> 4,000 years. But after 4,000 years, a virgin, another woman, Mary, got a child. A child was born to us. His name is called Mighty God. That child in the manger at Bethlehem was Jehovah. You have to call his name Jesus. What does the name Jesus mean? It means Jehovah the Savior. Praise the Lord. The man Jehovah did come. By this you can see both Adam and Eve believed in the gospel. And I do believe both Adam and Eve did preach the gospel to the firstborn son Cain. They told Cain and they told Abel that how they were created by God and how they were charged by God not to eat that tree of knowledge. Yet they were seduced, and they ate right. that tree of knowledge, and they were waiting for death. Mm-hmm. And God came in, and God preached the gospel to them, promising them that a seed of the woman will come to bruise the head of the serpent. Right. How they were naked, trembling in the presence of God. Then God killed some sacrifices and took up the skin and made robes for them to cover their nakedness so they could still live in the presence of God. I do believe Adam and Eve surely did preach this kind of gospel to her children. Don't you believe so? 
I believe it. Amen. Why? Listen to this. Hebrew 11.4 says, Abel by faith offered what he offered. By faith. According to the Bible, faith comes from the Word. And faith comes from the preaching of the Word. Ron, first of all, it's wonderful to realize that Adam and Eve believed in the gospel and even passed it on to their children. Could you say something about the names of Eve and Cain as a way for us to see how Adam first responded and then Eve responded to God's proclamation of the gospel? It's interesting that in the New Testament, our believing, which obviously is an inward matter, must be accompanied by our confessing with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we see Adam's response and Eve's response, particularly in their speaking. Their speaking in response to God's speaking proves that they believed the gospel. Adam spoke in naming his wife Eve. Eve means living Surely this is a most positive name to be given to the woman, especially in light of the fact that the name was given not before, but after the fall. If Adam had been in unbelief, he might have given her a rather unpleasant name. But the very fact that he named her living indicates that he realized that in response to God's wonderful gospel preaching, They were not dead, but living. So this simple name, Eve, that is living, spoken by Adam, shows that he responded in faith to the good news. Eve also responded in faith and expressed her faith by her speaking. Recall that Genesis 3.15 says specifically that a seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent. Eve really believed this. In fact, she believed it to such an extent that she regarded Cain as the promised seed. And she named him Cain, which name means acquired, indicating that Eve believed that she had acquired or obtained the seed as the fulfillment of the promise. Of course, the actual fulfillment was not with Cain, but with the Lord Jesus thousands of years later. Nevertheless, the fact that Eve would pronounce the name Cain with its significant meaning indicates that she, along with her husband, believed God's gospel preaching. Thank you, Ron. Let's return to Witness Lee for today's life study of Genesis. Now, let's see how Abel believed. Please tell me what was the job of Abel. He was a feeder of the sheep. Do you realize that at that time the sheep was of no use to man's living? Why? Because at that time God didn't appoint men to eat cattle. Before the flood, God only ordained men to eat vegetables. So by the time Abel was feeding the sheep, he was not working for his living. My surely Cain was wiser. 
Probably, I would believe that Gain did talk to his brother Abel. What you are doing, just not so practical. Look what I am doing. I am serving the land. Because the land will produce some fruit for me that I may eat, that I may live on. But what are you doing? You are feeding the sheep. How could you get a living? What you can get would be just the skin to cover you. But you still have nothing to live on. If you get into this understanding, you could see what Abel was doing was not for his living. But for God's satisfaction. Right. He was not working for his own satisfaction. He was working for God's satisfaction. Amen. And how about Cain? Cain didn't care for God's satisfaction. Cain cared only for his living. Here you have two flesh brothers. One served the earth and the other fed the sheep and the earth was producing food to man and the sheep was only good for offering to God so you can see one is serving the earth the other is really serving God only two categories of people on this earth some are the servers of the world, and some, praise the Lord, are the feeders of God's flock. Amen. But how about you, brothers? Are you slaves to this earth? Are you what? You are feeders. We are just sheep feeders. Yeah, sheep feeders. Day and night, we are feeding the sheep. We are nobody. But we are feeders of God's flock. Well, this is surely the best occupation, to be feeders of the flock. Ron, as is often the case, again, I'm amazed how Witness Lee continually seems to connect trivial matters in the Bible to really unlock its treasures. Would you cover again for us how the occupations of Cain and Abel really gives us a picture of their inner being before God? At this stage, human beings were not yet eaters of meat. That was prescribed for them uh, after the flood. The point here is that Abel raising sheep was actually not engaged in a profitable business. Perhaps he could have used the, the skin of the sheep for clothing, but the lambs could not have been used for food. But surely they were used for sacrifices. Abel's occupation indicates at least two major things. First, that he believed what his parents must have told him concerning the gospel and the way of redemption through a sacrifice involving the shedding of blood. He knew that when he approached God, it must be with the blood of a sacrifice. Second, his occupation indicates that he cared for God's satisfaction, that he would spend his days and the labor of his days doing that which would be pleasing and satisfying to God. Not so with Cain. We contrast him with Abel in the same two points. His laboring 
on the land, and eventually his bringing the fruit of his labor, indicates first that he did not receive the gospel taught by his parents, and also that he did not acknowledge the fact that he was a sinful person. But more important than this, perhaps, his occupation indicates that he was for his own living, for his own existence, for his own needs. Abel cared for God, labored for God's satisfaction. Cain cared for himself and labored for his own satisfaction first. In terms of the application, we need to consider whether we are living as Abel's or as Cain's. That is, as we go about our daily affairs and do our work, are we caring first for God's interests, God's satisfaction? If we are, we are today's Abel. Or are we obsessed with our need, our financial problems, our family responsibilities, our earthly existence? If that's the case, then although we may be believers, we are living as if we were Cain. This truly is a life study, and this portion of Genesis definitely applies to our Christian life today. Thank you, Ron. That's a very poignant picture. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study from Genesis chapter 4. We come to Cain. First couple got two boys, and the first boy didn't follow the matter of salvation, but rather the matter of a fall. His parents caused the first fall. Then he continued to make it a second one. Here I would say word warning. We should never continue human fall. We tell the fall, I will never be continuation of the human fall. I will run to God's salvation. And Abel did it. But Cain remained in the fall. He didn't care for God's word. He didn't care for God's gospel. He didn't uh, give heed to his parents' preaching. He acted in his own concept. Not only so, Cain was the first one who invented the first religion. He invented the religion to serve God according to his opinion, to serve God according to his concept. God didn't care for the fruit of the ground, but God cared for the shedding of this sacrifice. God did care for the skin to make a covering of the fallen, naked persons. What Adam and Eve did after they found they were naked, they made some kind of a covering with the leaves of the fig tree. God didn't care for that. And that didn't cover their nakedness. So God slayed the sacrifices. And God made the skins of those sacrificed offerings to cover. And they did tell their children. And Abel surely took that word and acted on that. But Cain considered himself more wise. He didn't care for what God cared. 
and he didn't listen to God's word. He didn't go along with God's gospel. He invented a new way, a human-made religion according to human concept. Who told him to offer the food of the ground? He himself. Down through the centuries, many followers of Cain. Right. People in many places, in many generations, among many races, invented so many human-made religions to teach people to serve God. Is there anything wrong for us to serve God? We are not gambling. We are not stealing. We are not killing people, murdering people. We are serving God. Yes, you are serving God, but according to your concept. When I was young, I did say God was not fair. Why God respected Abel and his offering, yet not Cain and his offering? Why? And eventually, I got to know. Yes, Cain offered something to God, but not according to God's way. He invented a new way to worship God. But also, he was called, possessed, taken over by Satan to murder his brother. The first fall was man taking something other than God into himself. And the second fall was man inventing a new religion, not caring for God's way, and in murdering of God's people. I hope tonight, eventually, no one would be here, another Cain. But all of us would be the good, righteous Abels. Believing in the gospel, practicing the gospel, and living for the gospel. Well, Ron, we conclude today on a very sober note, and that concerns the way in which we serve and worship God. It's obviously not enough just to worship, but the way is important, isn't it? It's so important that it's a matter of spiritual life or spiritual death, a matter of sweet fellowship with the Lord or of eventually being driven out from the Lord's presence. According to our natural concept, it's really a good thing to worship God and serve God, and we, we suppose, are free to worship God in our own way. This notion is a contrary to the divine revelation. The scriptures testify again and again that God determines the way he is to be worshipped. Abel worshipped God by faith in God's way. He learned from his parents that he needed to come to the holy, righteous God of glory with a sacrifice to satisfy the requirements of God's righteousness and to receive forgiveness in type. So Abel is praised and appreciated in Hebrews 11. Cain, however, worshipped God not in God's way, but in Cain's way, not according to God's revelation, but according to Cain's concept. This indicates, first, that Cain rejected the word of instruction from his parents. It indicates, second, that Cain turned to another source, and that source was nothing other and nothing less than himself, his mind, his concept. He came to God in his way, according to his opinion, and according to his concept. 
Actually, God was not his God. His concept was his God. He worshipped God not in God's way, but according to his way. Therefore, his offering was rejected by God. This is a serious warning to religious people that it's not good enough to worship God and serve God. We must worship God in God's way. Only that worship, a worship focused on the all-inclusive Christ, will satisfy God and enable us to be approved and accepted by God and admitted into sweet, intimate fellowship with Him. Thank you, Ron, for your sharing today another very significant life study in Genesis. You have been listening to the Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.